0: It's not rocket science. Um, you know, it's about having those conversations with people um, and, and making that one step forward every day, um, because you're not going to know what you're doing most of the time. And, and I think that's a, honestly a farce that people think that they know what they're doing all the time and they think that other people know what they're doing. And that's just not the case. Um, so, you know, take the first the next step. Right. Pick up the phone. OK, I got a seller. What can I do with it? Call somebody that, you know. Right, you can just walk through it very simply, um, and just don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Welcome to the Land Life
1: Podcast with your host, PJ Riley. Hey guys, welcome to the Land Life Podcast. My name is PJ Riley. Like I always say, if you're getting value from this podcast, like subscribe you know, leave a comment. Guys, another thing too, I'm going to mention this at the beginning of the podcast today. At the end of the podcast, our guest is going to tell you how to get hold of them. So Jake is going to tell you how you can contact him, work with him, do business with him, something like that. So make sure you stay till the end, get that information. And if you're interested, guys, if you really want to, if you're ready to move forward, contact Jake, he's he's an expert. We only bring on experts in each field. So, um, you know, make sure you you contact him. You know, pick his brain a little bit and ask him uh, if you guys can maybe work together or something like that. So, uh, guys, today our guest is uh, Jake Kofril. Um, Dick, you're in Denver, but whereabouts in the country are you from?
0: Yeah, so I'm from North Carolina, but Denver, Denver resident for a year now.
1: Right on, right on. Welcome to welcome to Denver, man. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me. We talked about this a second ago. College lacrosse player.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. Used to be
1: okay, what school are we talking about here? Where, where'd you play college lacrosse?
0: Yeah, so I actually, kind of a unique story, I went, I played Division three college lacrosse um, at a school called the Hampton-Sydney College, which is actually okay. one of only two, three, depending on who you ask, um, all male institutions left in the entire country. Wow. Um, there's Wabash is the other one available. Um, so we played in the Odaks. We play schools like you know, Roanoke, Washington, Lee Lynchburg, and, and those like small liberal arts schools throughout the Southeast.
1: Yeah. So guys, if you're, if you're not familiar with um, like collegiate lacrosse to be a, a a, bar, a starter in a college lacrosse team, division three, division two, division one, you've got to be really good. So <laughs> uh, Jake was obviously, I played high school lacrosse and um, I did not start at a college. Uh, um, I did not start in college. Uh, so Jake, was a, definitely a stud in, co- in college, and I'm sure that, um, does that kind of relate, uh, or does that, I guess, benefit your business career at all?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, not directly, but, you know, all yeah. the soft skills that I think you get throughout, um, you know, participating in a collegiate sport, right, you have um, incredible amounts of, you know, you're probably in the gym or in practice for at least you know, four to six hours a, you know, a day, sometimes right? you got lifts in the mornings, you have pre practice, um, whether it's film or you're in you're in the training room for an hour, you know film for an hour practice for two to three. Um, and then you have your you know, full course load. So I think that sort of demanding schedule. I think any any athlete would probably attest to this, like having that demanding schedule um, definitely prepares you for either owning a business, working in a competitive field or whatever it may be. And then, you know, there's a laundry list of other soft skills and, you know, teamwork, camaraderie, yeah. you know, being able to take you know directions. You have a coach, right? Being coachable um so yeah you know indirectly you know i'm not saying that i use my lacrosse skills um during a negotiation or something like that but you know the things i picked up along the way in meetings yeah and i mean i guess i could say even better so you know my partner played you know we played college lacrosse together so yeah directly
1: there you go go. all right jake so we, we know college um from college to the point we're
0: at now, give yeah. us kind
1: of a cliff notes version of like uh, you know what got you here and kind of little little details in there.
0: Yeah, sure. I'll do. I'll give the quick overview. So um, right out of college, I actually didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I studied mathematical economics with a math minor in you know in my undergrad. Um, then I took the summer after school. I did a lot of traveling with some buddies. We did a road trip. We were gone for. 40 plus days and, wow. you know, just, ex, you know, experiencing that time, you know, not really having any responsibilities. Um, funny story, while I was on that road trip, I ended up getting my job that I took. Um, I stopped in Columbia, South Carolina, and a buddy of mine who's in my fraternity was like, hey, you know, I'm interning at this place. You're in town. You want to come interview? Um, and so my fiance had lived in Columbia and I took that job. So I worked that was kind of everything up to, but not lobbying, um, in Columbia, South Carolina, So we did a lot of PR, um, and, you know, corporate relations there. And then I started reading too much for my own good, um, with my free time, you know, everybody starts, um, and you know, that's where it seems like everybody starts, right? Rich yeah. dad, poor dad, you know, yes. that's like the, the, the Holy grail right there. You read that once and you're like, okay, I can't stop now. Um, so once I started that, I kind of jumped in full fee. I moved back to Charlotte. I'm from Charlotte. Um, moved back to Charlotte and kind of jumped into real estate in any way I could. And like any, you know, young and dumb person trying to get into real estate, I went to Craigslist and I said, okay, what's what's going on here? And I actually found my first partner on Craigslist who, um, incredibly successful real estate entrepreneur, started multiple companies and developer. Um, so we linked up and kind of just you know, we synced really well. Um, so, and he had this idea to start an Airbnb management company. And so I just jumped in both feet. I kind of, he, we jokingly called me this, you know, his firefighter, right. I was just doing any and all things, putting out fires all day, getting new clients, getting them onboarded. Um, so we grew that company. We were managing about 50 properties. Um, and we sold that in 2019. Um, and then right after that, um, with a couple of investors. I started a company called Cozy b where we were working with apartment developers and owners um, and building short-term rentals within their communities. So we were actually in five different buildings in Charlotte, um, had a small portfolio. Um, and then unfortunately, um, COVID, you know, came through um, and we were very urban core Um, similar to the hotel sector, um, you know, within two, three miles of downtown Charlotte. Um, And we were hit really, really hard. And we weren't able to make it through being a new company without, you know, huge cash flow, you can't really make it through three months there. Um, So that was an interesting experience to kind of work through that. And, you know, how do you build something really quickly, and then wind it down just as fast. Um, That was a, you know, I take more from that to, uh, to the positive than I do the negative. You know, you learn a lot along the way. Um, and then following that, um, you know, dove right back in. <laughs> you know, I had been learning a lot and working with and in the multifamily space, you know, building these communities, working with, you know, those owners and developers and how we can build these communities or these um, short-term rentals within those communities. Um, So that was a natural fit to kind of lean into, especially with um, my partner who had, you know, very institutional private equity experience. And so we started jumping in, you know, looking for our own deals, which we were kind of chasing the tail. Everyone that's in multifamily now knows the crazy run up that we've had over the last, you know, 24 months post COVID, um, during and post. Um, So along the way, we started um, leaning into my partner's underwriting skills and institutional background there and we've built a book of business with clients doing their underwriting and then that naturally led to us, you know, putting deals in front of them and then we just kept leaning into that and now we are where we are today Ember Capital Partners and we are a, you know, for hire acquisition department kind of full suite for real estate development companies.
1: That's awesome man. So I hear a lot of people say, you know, I want to get into multifamily investing. I yeah. want to be a, in a multi, but they don't, they want to start there. Right. right. It looks like you started, you I mean you built to this point, you know, you didn't just show up one day and say, no, I'm going to build a multifamily, uh, you know, complexes. I'm going right. to work with these big ballers, these big players in the game. You know, you definitely worked your way up there um which uh, where whereabouts are you guys working to in the in the country what states areas are you working in
0: yeah we have we have a pretty big reach right now um so we are heavy in you know the four major markets of texas that's where a lot of our started our backyard is here in denver in the front range um we're looking in a lot throughout the southeast Um, A lot of states there, Uh, the Florida panhandle is on the list as well. And we actually recently brought on um, a client who has a lot of Western states. So we're looking at Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, Arizona, Nevada. Um, So yeah, we got a pretty big reach, you know, probably too much right now as we're growing and leaning into it and saying yes to a lot of things. But, you know, we've had a a good job building some deal flow in in these markets and kind of getting tapped in. Um, So yeah, we're covering a lot. So how are you able to do that though? So,
1: you know, I know uh, I, I do a lot of out-of-state real estate as well. Yeah. Um, it takes a long time to develop those relationships to where you can, you know, you can go into another state and feel comfortable working there. You know, just understanding the rules, meeting yeah. the people. People are different in different states and different parts of the country. Right. How are you able to, you know, do you have people on the ground? Are you personally going out there and, and kind of laying the groundwork for these these projects? How does yeah. that work for you
0: guys? Yeah, So when it, so for us... Starts with a couple, couple of different steps. So if we're going into a new market, we'll spend a lot of time, and we get a lot of information from studying the maps, right? So we'll take a, you know, we recently did this in Tucson, for example, just for example's sake. You know, we have, we'll look at Tucson and say, okay, here's all the multifamily. You know, we'll try and map out all the multifamily that's already built, okay? And then we're also working with a lot of self-storage clients, right? It's like, okay. Where's all the self-storage? All right. And then you start layering in, you know, where's the commercial? All right. Let's start seeing where growth is happening and let's get a lay of the land. Right. So that's what we do first. We'll start on the maps, just to get a lay of the land, figure out what's going on.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And then we'll jump into um, since we're doing a lot of development, we'll jump into the development code. All right. So what is each zoning classification? You know, what does that mean Mm -hmm. generally? right? Let's, we need to get up to speed really quickly, right? So what does, that, what does that mean? What does that look like? Where can we, you know, we have clients looking for this sort of product. Where can we do that, right? What does the rezone process look like? Um, so we'll go through those steps. And then kind of after that is, all right, who are the key players in these markets, right? Especially on the brokerage and the city side, right? So who are the key players? Who's moving and shaking? And let's start, you know, start a conversation there. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's kind of how we, we, we enter a market is in that sort of capacity, um, is get a lay of the land, understand the zoning, who are the key people. Um, and then we start diving in. And once we kind of get a base of that knowledge, it's like, OK, now. Where do we want to target sites? Who, do, what owners do we want to start calling on? Um, who do we want to directly target? So that's kind of like you know, I don't want to call it a four-step process, but those sure. are the main things that we run through um, to get up to speed really quickly in a market.
1: Okay, so so I, that's super interesting. I mean, it's it's. I mean, I don't I don't want to say it's easy, but it's not as difficult as someone might think. You, you know, know as far as the no. the first few steps, you, know, you go right. to an area, you look at a map, you go to Google Maps, look down. You know, Hey, there's just open space over here where, you know, we could put a self storage facility. Um, Now you said you then from, from a, at a certain point you contact key players. Yeah. What does that look like? I mean, who are you, how are you finding these guys? Are you going to, you know, Googling biggest developer in Phoenix? Um, And then how are you able to arrange a meeting with somebody like that? I mean, a lot of these people, they're really busy. They don't have a lot of time. If I'm day one guy, you know, I've, I've already looked at the map right? I got the areas. I know what I want to do and where I want to do it, but I don't know if I have the connections or the ability to connect with this big player. How do you do it?
0: Just, so this is going to sound silly and I don't know if this will resonate, but it's, it's just being dumb enough to call, you know, or just to email them, right? Like you're, everyone always says you're just one yes away. I think that's a little cliche, but you know, at the end of the day, how I always think about it is, everyone puts their pants on the same way, right? You got to step one foot in, in the other. And at the end of the day, you know, even if they're a CEO, he or she, you know, someone's calling them mom, someone's calling them dad, right? These are just regular people at the end of the day. Right. And you want to build a business relationship with them. So you be transparent, you communicate effectively. And so you're going to get some no's. You're going to get some people that don't like taking your calls and, You just move on, you know, like that's I know that sounds like an overly simplistic way, but you know, we take a broad approach, like, okay, who are the power brokers in these areas, right? Who are who's working at city and planning? Like a lot of times people are open, especially with um COVID and Zoom being coming very easy, especially with the Mm -hmm. cities. Um, they're more apt to get on a phone call like this and just walk through really quickly, like, okay what's the city looking for? Where can I do, I'm trying to do this. Where can I do it? Right. Um, so anyway, going back to your question is just being okay with just reaching out and having not no regard, but just no, no shame in that. Right. Like yeah. you're trying to build, I'm trying to build my business. You're trying to build your business. Like if it works, it works. If it doesn't. All right.
1: That's awesome, man. I love hearing that. And it's, and it's a genuine, you're genuinely trying to help the other person as well as, yeah. as help your own business, right? You know, you go in there, you're not trying to, it's not a salesy deal. You don't have to go in there with this fear that he's going to be onto me. He's going to right. know I'm not legit or, or, or that I'm trying to like scam him out of something. No, you're yep. really trying to do business, normal business. You're going to talk yep. to this guy like a normal human being and hopefully he reciprocates and you guys can get a deal going. Exactly,
0: um, exactly. So let's say we- I want
1: to work with you. Let's say I'm a guy, I'm one of those guys and I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, I- where we want to work together, the communication, the conversation went great. Let's, yeah. let's step one. does this work?
0: Yeah. So it, it, you know, depends on what, you know, what bucket in the transaction this other person fits, right. If it's a broker um, you know, we want to see their deals just like kind of any other um, investor would want to see their deals. If they, you know, if they're showing deals to other developers, we want to be the first people that they're showing deals to as well. Um, and hopefully in a better capacity because if they come to us, they know that there's multiple developers standing behind us, right? You know, we have multiple different asset classes that we work with, different, um, you know, multiple different developers that we're, we're also touching, right? So they can bring something to us and be like, okay, who, who do you have, right? Um, and we've also structured it where, you know, in the brokerage world, you know you're you're they're fighting for their commissions right and so we actually you know we don't we're not brokers we don't ask for any co-broke fees we don't ask them to pay us anything um so we align interest that way um another example is like a city planner okay i used that example before you know they want to see good developments done in their city so we can be that filter for the developers be like hey you know they're not friendly to your product you know, they don't want to see it and it's going to be an uphill battle or they love it. They can't wait to find a deal with you. Right. And so just being able to have those information. You know, so that that's what it is. If you're working in the development space and you're touching it in some way, engineers, architects, brokers, city planning. You know, that, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to you know, close that gap between, you know, all the third parties that come along with it and the development community.
1: What about lands? So I know. I mean, we are land life,
0: obviously. Right. Yeah. So
1: there will be dirt people watching this. You know, people that like to buy and sell dirt. Yeah. Um, are you working with those guys too? Are you working with oh, the guys yeah. that own the properties there and they're they're willing to sell those properties?
0: Yep. So along, that's kind of part of our. Um, you know, like you mentioned, how do we get into a market? Um, mm-hmm. Once we've done all those steps, we start. You know, calling directly to owners and parcels that we think are. Um, you know, that fit, fit our criteria yeah. and we love working directly with owners. I think we're able to craft our message, um, a little bit better. Um, they can get a good say in what we're doing. You can be a little more creative when you're working directly with the seller as well. Um, yeah. because they're, you know, they're the decision maker, right. And a lot of stuff that's brought to market has to fit a box, you know, it's of some sort, whatever that box may be. And I think your listeners will know what that means. Right. Yeah. Um, You can be way, you can think outside that box when you're working directly with a seller. Um, So, yeah, absolutely. You you know, if you own dirt, selling dirt, whatever it may be, you know, those are the people we like to work with. And, you know, we're not asking anything of them, but to show us their, you know, their opportunities, you know, we're not asking them to sign a listing agreement. We're not asking them to, you know, co, you know, share their fees with us, nothing like that. Yeah. And that's how we've strategically set it up to where, you know, we can be an asset to, you know, everybody along the process.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and I think when you're working with one seller, you know, the mom and pop seller of the land, it's much easier to work with, you know, it's right. one person versus a team of people you know, you call in, you know, you're talking to the actual owner of the property versus, yep. you know, maybe a secretary or, a uh, you know, an employee of that group. Yep. Um, and so you're getting directly to them. You're getting answers. Yes or no. Let's go. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, absolutely.
1: Um, so with your business, though, uh, what is your what does your organization look like? So are we using virtual assistants? Do we have uh, you know, how big are we talking? How big is Ember? Yeah.
0: yeah, so we have um, it's myself, my partner, and then we have an associate. Um, we do have a VA who helps with a lot of um, admin data entry, those sorts mm-hmm. of pieces. Um, and we are within the next 30 days, adding um, that second, you know, fourth member, second employee. Um, and both of our employees sit on like the deal side, um, you know, drumming up opportunities and whether it's on or off market, um, that's where they sit. So it's four of us plus a um, virtual assistant or before in 30 days plus a virtual assistant.
1: That's, that's great. So you guys are staying pretty lean too, as far as you know, the size of your organization. So if people want to work with you, you know, they're working with Jake, you know, we're going in, we're talking to Jake. We're not talking to 40 people to get to Jake, maybe Mm -hmm. somewhere down the road, you know, you're calling Jake, Hey, you know, here's my idea. Here's our deal. You know, let's, let's work out the deal together. That's, that's really, uh, really pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just, you know, it started with just my partner and I two years ago and, you know, we're starting to gain some great traction, which we're very excited about. Um, and so, yeah, we're we're growing, which is very exciting.
1: That's awesome. So let's say I'm uh I'm a new guy in your industry. I'm brand okay. new in your industry and I want to be like Jake. Yeah, right. I'm a young guy, just got I just played my last game of college lacrosse. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that's me. I'm Jake. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the next Jake. How do I get uh to the point? How how do I what,
0: what are the first steps I take? Well, once you're done crying like a little baby cuz you just played <laughs> your last game, um as I did, right. Um, you know, the best thing that I, you know, the best advice that I always try and what i try to emulate is, you know, get as close as you can to the sun. And what I mean by that is, you know, find somebody doing cool stuff that you want to do right? so on the land side. Right. And we have even built our business around that. And I'll kind of mention that. So like when I first got in the industry, um, a partner that my partner of mine, crazy successful has built a huge brokerage has a development company now owns a restaurant. And so I just said, sure, whatever you want me to do, I was underpaid, overworked, doing anything and everything I wanted. Um, But he was where I wanted to be. Right. So I just said, sure, I'll be there. You know, so that's my biggest advice is, you know, get as close as you can to the sun, find whoever or whatever is doing what you want to do and find a way to do it. Right. And so to that end, you know that's what Ember Capital does. My partner and I, we want to be developers, you know, and being a developer, you can't just jump into being a developer. It takes a lot of money, a lot of time. You, know, you normally have cash outlays for three to five years. Um, so what did we do? We built a company that services development companies. So we're as close as we can to the sun. Um, we want to see what our clients are doing, how they operate. You know, then then they're going to be clients and partners for life. So that's kind of like how I would say. And obviously, there's all the. All the rest that comes with it, just reading, listening to podcasts like this, um, diving into any sort of knowledge you can get. Um, but I definitely, you know, I don't think you can beat being, you know, getting your hands dirty a little bit. And even if that means like you say, Jake, I got, I got a 95. I can't do that. You know, there's always somebody working overtime or something you can do on weekends just to see what's going on because you just, you remember when you work with your hands a little bit more or you're, you're in the mud with somebody, you remember that and it sticks really well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the point of this podcast too, is to show people what is possible out there. You right. Know, you're a guy that's working construction right now. Um, you know, maybe you heard of rich dad, poor dad, go grab the book, pick it up. And that's basically one one for everything. Right. Um, but you also understand what it's like Uh, to work that nine to five and to be constantly physically working you know that's not what you don't want to do you want to be like jake you want to be you know moving up in the world so like you said be as close as you can to the sun yeah Uh, i I like anybody's
0: working construction and they want you know i think construction backgrounds are great for development because a lot of times real estate guys don't know construction, right? So it's great. You know, if you're, if you're in construction and you want to come talk about development, you know, give me a call.
1: <laughs> there you go, dude. There we go. Look at this. We're, we're, already, we're already getting people. Plus,
0: if you, do, <laughs> if you have land,
1: if you're a, a, a vacant land person, and yeah. you buy and sell vacant land, you know, contact Jake as well. Um, that being said, how can people get in touch with you?
0: Yeah. So easiest, easiest way is I probably won't get my cell phone out on the call, but easiest way is my email. It's just gonna be my first name, Jake at Ember, dot That's gonna be the best way. Um, and also feel free to you know see our website, EmberCP.com.
1: What about social media? How, how uh, big are you guys in social media?
0: Um, I know in 2022, I'll get raz for this, but zero <laughs> at the moment, to be completely honest. Um, but you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm active on LinkedIn, um, as well. Um, but that is about it at the moment.
1: Okay. Let's get you guys on social media, man. We got to
0: I know. Yeah. I know. Tell me about it.
1: Tell yeah, me about we it. Gotta, we got to get you guys out there, man. We need people to, to see you. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So guys, if you are um, interested in working with Jay, hit him up on LinkedIn, uh, email, um, you know, I think, what you do is like the next level for just about everybody who watches this podcast. And we have a lot of people that probably are in construction, probably a lot of people that buy and sell land real estate, yeah. but they want to move to that next level too. You know, there's like, um, you're playing in this, in this sandbox in business and you think, man, it's going really good. I'm really, I'm really doing well. But if you want to get to that level, to a higher level, you've got to plan a completely different sandbox. Mm-hmm. So Contacting someone like Jake is going to be, it's going to at least open up the doors and you're going to understand what it's like to be up there and, and to work in, in amongst those, those uh, types of people. So uh, I think that's going to be super beneficial. If you guys get a chance uh, contact Jake.
0: Yeah, it's great. We're um, you know, we're working another reason you talk about a different, you know, finding a different sandbox and that's, that's what we did, right. You know, as, 28 year olds, my partner and I probably weren't going to be able to work on a hundred million dollar, you know, 450 unit multifamily deal. But, you know, through our, through how we've built our company, we are, you know, so we're able to work on, you know, those larger deals um, and get that exposure, um, you know, at a time when, if we were trying to do it ourselves, we probably wouldn't.
1: Yeah. 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 That's huge. That's awesome. Jake, anything else you want to say?
0: No, just, you know, to anybody that's, you know, hesitant or you know, jump right in, you know, you don't need to, like I've kind of laid out here. And I think you probably as a, as a theme on your podcast is, you know, it's not rocket science, right? It's, it's really not, especially in the land game, right? It's not rocket science. Um, you know, it's about having those conversations with people um, and, and making that one step forward every day, um, because you're not going to know what you're doing most of the time. And and I think that's honestly a farce that people think that they know what they're doing all the time. And they think that other people know what they're doing. And that's just not the case. Um, So, you know, take the first, the next step, right? Pick up the phone. Okay. I got a seller. What can I do with it? Call somebody that, you know, right. You can just walk through it very simply. um, And just don't make a mountain out of a molehill.
1: That's awesome. Great advice, man.
0: Yeah. Great advice, guys. Jump, get out there. No no reason to sit
1: still anymore. Um, Nope. You you only live once. So, Jake, here's a big question. You ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready. This is the big question. And this pertains to you. I mean, this is is part of your business. We have a land life. I buy and sell vacant land all over the country. If you, Jake, could buy land anywhere in the whole world, where would it be and
0: why? So... We are under contract on 30 acres in Austin, Texas. I think that's some great dirt to own. Um, but if I was to answer that, there's a lot of these luxury mountain you know resorts along um, i-70 here, you know along the front range where the ski mountains are. Um, I think that's irreplaceable dirt. Um, you're automatically supply constrained because there's just not a lot of it, or you're in a valley with mountains that you can't build on. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, if you own, if I own 30 acres in, you know, Beaver Creek or Vale, I think that would probably be incredible.
1: Absolutely, let's get working on that, man. <laughs> let's do I'm, it. I, I want to be, I want to be on that deal too. So yeah, I, yeah, I definitely want to work with that. I, that's I
0: just, I just saw one in Vale Valley for, you know, 40 million. That's
1: that's a good deal. <laughs> go
0: house. that's it go.
1: you do the money part i'll drive up there and look at it
0: let's go that's it we, <laughs> that's a team right there
1: right on uh jake thank you so much for being on dude i really appreciate it and uh yeah, yeah guys um hope you got a lot of value from this uh, contact jake um you know uh like subscribe leave comments leave comments definitely have comments those help a ton um
0: otherwise guys i'll see you next time on land life